it's as close to time travel as we're going to get. This week in music history with Marty Miller. Hello there and welcome to the podcast, the one that time travels through a week. Now, a very specific week, music history. Looking at stuff that happened the week of February 19th until 23rd this time. It was the week that we lost the singer of a very big rock and roll band in 1980, but strangely enough, they would only become bigger after 1980. So yes, the suspicions are that this was uh, the result of some heavy drinking. This was the week that we got health advice from the Iron Maiden frontman Bruce Dickinson. Uh, if you're a guy over 40 and you got a lump in the side of your neck, you should go and get it checked out. And in 1972, enough is enough, decided one wife. Divorce proceedings were underway. My considerations were his considerations. My fears were his fears. My likes were his likes. Let's go through this week in music history. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This week in music history, the podcast. So we'll start in 1980 when the ACDC singer Bon Scott was pronounced dead on arrival at a London hospital after a rather heavy night's drinking. He was found in the passenger seat of a friend's parked car. The official report stated he had literally drunk himself to death. The friend who discovered Scott being unconscious, Alistair Kinnear, uh, said that uh, he met up with Bond to go to a music club in London, the music machine, last night, but he was pretty drunk when I picked him up. So yes, the suspicions are that this was uh, the result of some heavy drinking. In 1982, Ozzy Osbourne was arrested in San Antonio in Texas for taking a pee on the cenotaph at the Almo, which honours the Almo defenders. Osborne was wearing a dress at the time of his arrest in 1982. Why? Well, because his other half, Sharon, hid all his clothes so he couldn't go outside. Decades later, he was back at the Alamo to apologise. Ozzy Osborne back in San Antonio, but not for a concert. The Prince of Darkness is apologising again for urinating on the Alamo in 1982. Huge crowds showed up to try to get a glimpse of the heavy metal legend as he made his way to the Alamo. Osborne was banned from performing in the Alamo City after this incident. He was allowed back in in 1992 after an apology and a donation of $10,000 to the Daughters of the Republic of Texas. 2015 this week, the Iron Maiden frontman Bruce Dickinson was treated for cancer after a very small tumour was found at the back of his tongue. I really need to get this looked at pretty seriously. They said, uh, you know, you've, you've, you've caught it at a relatively early stage. I think they say that to make you feel better. I mean, it was quite noticeable. To me it was, anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're a guy over 40 and you've got a lump in the side of your neck, you should go and get it checked out. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in 1967, Kurt Cobain was born. Kurt Cobain, the lead singer of Nirvana, was a well-known heroin addict who shot himself nearly 20 years ago. Tonight, his hometown of Aberdeen is honoring him. South Bureau Chief Drew Mickelson is live at the Kurt Cobain Day celebration that some in Aberdeen say should not be happening. Just about to unveil a new statue of Kurt Cobain. Some folks would like to hide that part of this town's history, but not the mayor. He says now is the time to celebrate this controversial rock star. 
This Week in Music History. A week in less than 10 minutes. To 1986 we go and Metallica gave the world their third album, the very highly influential Master of Puppets, considered by many in the metal community to be the best metal album of all time. And it was the last Metallica album with Cliff Burton. He was killed in a bus crash when the band were out in Sweden touring to promote Master of Puppets. In 1967, the Beatles were working at Abbey Road. Pink Floyd were in a studio next door, but the Beatles literally this week were recording the big massive chord at the end of A Day in the Life. talk about this all the time the documentary the wrecking crew please tell me you've seen it if you haven't seen it go find it it's actually probably on youtube at this stage in 2012 the american singer songwriter guitarist billy strange died at the age of 81 as a session musician part of the famed wrecking crew he appeared on literally thousands of hit records they put it out as a single and i think it got as high as 20 on the charts and then died. And I didn't hear anything about the song for, what, only 40 years or thereabouts. Watching Ocean's Eleven with George Clooney and she elbowed me and said, that's your song. It was used in the world soccer matches. It had been, they had forced the release of the remix, and it was number one in the world. Worldwide, not just number one in Europe, but worldwide. And I hadn't even heard it until she told me about it. And speaking of Elvis, it was this week back in 1972 that after nearly five years of marriage, Priscilla Presley moved out of Elvis's California home and into a two-bed apartment. Divorce came in 1973. And I realized that I don't know who I am. I mean, my, my considerations were his considerations. My fears were his fears. My mm. likes were his likes. Um, in a conversation, I mm. found myself revealing things that he would say to me mm. that, and I did not divorce him because I didn't love him. He was the love of my life, truly. If anything, I left because, and I still loved him. I needed to find out what the world was like, really. It was one world. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. To 1985 we go and the Smiths scored their first UK number one album with Meat is Murder. The Smiths in rehearsal for their tour, which begins next week. And the man at the microphone, well, I used to know him as Stephen. Now they call him Morrissey. To some people, Morrissey is the Smiths. Which is really pretty unfair, considering there are four people in the band and considering that they can't do much out there without good drumming and bass playing. Do you two ever get annoyed at the attention given to Morrissey? Um, no, not really. I think he deserves the attention he gets. Um, I oh, come on, come on. There must be a little sometime when you think it's all, all Steve, all Steve Morrissey up there. Well, you never feel well we know that we're appreciated, so I mean, but I mean, obviously, if we, if we don't do interviews and we're not on the TV, like every 
Alan Ike Morrissey had joined me. And finally, in 2010, and I've been in this building, and thank God they've left it alone. It literally is an 80-year-old time capsule. Abbey Road Studios at St. John's Wood in London was made a listed building protecting it from plans to radically alter it. When you enter our place with so much history around it... It's kind of sacred in a way. People want to come here. They want the sound of Abbey Road. Elton John talking up Abbey Road. And that is a look at this week in music history. The week from 19th until February 23rd. Thanks for hanging out. Told you I'd get you through this week in less than 10 minutes. Have a good one till the next time. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast.